Welcome to the OA Serenity Sunday Meeting Podcast. Serenity Sunday is now hybrid, meeting in person at Roxbury Park in Beverly Hills and on Zoom. Visit the Los Angeles Intergroups webpage at oalaig.org for information on how to join our meeting live in either iteration. Now that we're meeting in person, Serenity Sunday has regular meeting expenses and would appreciate Seventh Tradition donations to help support the meeting and this podcast. You can donate via Venmo at Serenity Sunday. Last four digits of the phone number are 6255 or through PayPal, Serenity Sunday 1212 at gmail.com. The opinions expressed on the Serenity Sunday podcast are those of the individual speaker and not those of Overeaters Anonymous as a whole. And now, our speaker. My name is Michael. I'm a compulsive overeater. Hi, Michael. Um, good morning. Thank you for asking me to speak today, Josh. Um, this is my first hybrid meeting in person, anyway. Um, I have, this is my very first meeting, actually, in uh, March of 2013, so almost 10 years ago. Um, I walked into, this building was different, and the rooms were a little laid out differently, but it was a very full room. Um, and it looks like, um, let's see, then we were over somewhere in a different place on Beverly Hills, and then we came back into this other room in here, and when I walked in this morning, that's where I went first, and there's all these balloons, it's like a child's birthday party, and I thought, um, wow, we're really like promoting <laughs> back, to, back to OA after, after being online for so long. But um, then I kept walking and, and realized maybe we were over here. Um, so yeah, so I came in 10 years ago, uh, almost 10 years ago, and I sat down in a chair, and um, I don't remember who was speaking, I don't remember who I met, um, but I, remember, I just kind of sat there and basically cried because I felt like everything spoke exactly to who I was. Um, and in some ways it was kind of comforting, it was upsetting of course that I had to be here in the first place and that I had to relate to so much, but, um, but it felt like this is what I needed to hear. Um, not just for the food, which is always, was what got, got me through the door, but also through the God stuff, um, and I call it just the God stuff, um, but it was, um, I was like, oh yeah, like it's more, it's more than just about the food, I guess. I kind of knew that right away when I came in. Um, the reason I came in was uh, just binging um, and, and you know, compulsive exercise, and um, that had all happened to me um, sometime in my 20s, I think. I had kind of gotten to college and, um, you know, had drank throughout college and stuff like that and kind of put that away and was like, um, oh, that wasn't so bad because I was just kind of, I felt like I was outgrowing it or something. But then um, someone once told me there was a saying that, you know, you put the bottle down and the fridge pops open and, <laughs> and, and that was the case for me. And, um, and the older I was getting, the harder it was to um, easily work that off and the, the more frequent it was becoming. Um, and I had read in a, in a book, I think it was an acting book of all things, about an actor that had trouble eating, cheese, eating cheeseburgers all the time. And so he went to OA and I laughed and thought that was the funniest thing I'd ever heard of, like um, Overeaters Anonymous, like it's a real program. And, um, and I filed it away though. And um, so starting in my, you know, like I said, mid to late 20s or even early 30s, I guess it was, um, and probably throughout childhood too. I mean, we weren't really necessarily raised with the greatest of nutrition habits in the, in the Midwest. We had not a lot of fresh food. And, um, and I come from a family of uh, other people who suffered from this disease. Um, so yeah, but by, by that point, my days kind of looked like this. I would 
get up um, at, at the very last possible minute, tired, um, I would tear out of bed, I would um, rush to get ready for work, I would speed down the road, um, stressed and running late and honking at other drivers and going to a job that I hated. Um, a lot of times I would stop at the grocery store on the way there and fill up on a bunch of kind of binge foods that I wanted. <clears throat> um, I would go to the office, um, I would do my job, um, not always the greatest. I would take lunch, I would go from one place to the next, um, getting the different kinds of fast food that I wanted. Um, generally come back from lunch late. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I would drive home, I would stop at the grocery store on the way home. Um, I would fill up on some more binge foods. Um, I wouldn't get out of the parking lot before I was eating them. Um, some nights I would have it laid out in my bed, the whole you know picnic with the, dra with the drapes closed. Um, I spend a lot of time at the gym, three, four hours, um, sometimes more, um, unable to stop working out. Um, but it wasn't, it didn't bother me until I was seeing the effects on my body. And then I became obsessed with, well, how am I gonna stop binging? Um, I tried things like, well, weighing myself, weighing myself daily, of course, and taking photos and say, this is gonna be your before photo. And um, never really got around to an after one that I liked. And, <laughs> I remember I talked to my doctor once and he said, um, oh yeah, well, why don't you just stop going to the grocery store when you're hungry? And I thought, oh, okay, that's good. And that worked for a couple days. Um, and uh, yeah, so then at that point I was pretty miserable. Um, and thankfully, I don't know, something in me said, go check, I mean, it was just, obviously I was obsessed with it. It was driving me crazy. So something said, go look up online, and um, I found this meeting, I think it had the newcomers one right before it, so maybe that's why I picked it. I don't know if I went to the newcomers one or not, but like I said, came in, sat down in those chairs, don't know what I heard or who I heard, but um, I thought it was basically my story that I was hearing. Um, um, and and uh, over the years, um, so many of these cliches have just become things that are like, they really are true for me, so I might say a lot of them, but... Um, so started coming back every week then. Came back every week. Um, I think a couple weeks later, you know, I got up for the first time. The first, the first week, I didn't dare raise my hand to say I was new. I just sat there and was like, maybe people will just think I'm here every week and they don't know, you know? But, um, but yeah, so it took me a couple weeks to probably get up and share that I was a newcomer. Um, it took a couple more weeks to get up and share that I was looking for a sponsor. And after that meeting, um, someone came up to me and said, hey, I'd be willing to be your sponsor if you'd like. And, um, and then I said, well, let me think about it. So um, I had to, I said, give, give me a few days to think about it. You know, I had to think, is this, is this the right sponsor, me, the perfect sponsor? And um, I think it might, I don't know if I waited those few days, but I know I called later with the thought in my mind that, well, let's really do this and let's give it a shot. Um, so that is still the sponsor that I have today, almost 10 years later. And it turns out it was, for me, in my, my opinion, um, the way I think it was the perfect right sponsor for me. Um, the right amount of um, gentleness in the way that um, uh, as frustrating it was at the beginning for him, I could call and say, blah, 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 this is going on in my life. And he'll say something like, well, more will be revealed. <laughs> and, um, and I don't know if it made me angry, but it was very much like, well, that wasn't very helpful. But now I see how helpful it was for me because it let me go and kind of figure out the things I needed. But he was also there on the crazy days when I would call and say, oh my God, someone just brought in free mini muffins to the office and I got to have them. And he would say to me, well, and th thankfully, thank God I just picked up the phone and called him because I was feeling this way. And he would say, well, perhaps the reason that you are feeling like you have to have them so badly and you're calling me is that a sign that you probably shouldn't have them. Um, and that was really helpful to me. And then I, I came to realize that, oh, 
free office food is just free office food. I've had it before, I may have it again. Um, there's no need that I have to be the one to fill up on it and take it all and just because it's free. Um, so very early on, I remember I had a birthday party for one of, someone in my family that I was going to, and he, and he said, um, well, can you not have the, um, the dessert? I don't I'm sorry. I'm probably saying a lot of foods. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to here. But you know, can you not have the dessert they typically serve at a birthday party? And I said, well, I can have it just to, or I can not have it just to prove to you that, I'm not, that I can get a, not do it. But I'm going to be pretty angry about the whole thing. Well, um, then my sister-in-law's birthday party was that night, and I went, and um, and it turns out, um, when I had that out of my mind as I was not gonna have it, I was like slicing up the thing and serving it out and I was just as happy to do it. I just, it didn't even bother me that I wasn't having it. Um, I remember um, early on, I again, trying to pick the perfect abstinence and what's the right abstinence. And I had been trying out a couple of different things and I know for a couple of weeks, um, I had been doing no sugar. Um, I had been, um, eating at least three meals a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, because I used to play the game of, oh, I ate so much last night, I better skip breakfast this morning. Um, and no more than three additional snacks. And I thought, well, if I can't make it on six times a day to eat, then I've really got a problem. And um, it turns out there were hard days when it was like, gosh, um, whatever, how many hours I was going to eat six times, and some of the snacks were bigger, but, um, but it was like, um, there were some times when I wanted more than six times a day. But something in me, um, was rigorously honest so that if I was at my aunt's house and I went to the backyard, I said, here, try a blackberry. And I ate that blackberry, that was my snack. So, and I had to live with that choice. And, um, but I made it through. There were no nights when I starved to death. Um, I made it to the next morning um, to start over again. And that was a loose enough abstinence that allowed me still a lot of flexibility where there was a lot of days when I felt like, ugh, I did not have a good day. I did not make good choices but I still stuck within those three meals and three snacks and no sugar, and I think it was up to one diet um, drink. Um, and, uh, and to this day, um, I have incorporated like recreational sugar about once a week, um, which for some reason has worked for me for eight or nine years now. Um, uh, I don't know if I need to let go of that again someday. I do know that in the past, before program, I did something called a cheat day, and of course that never worked. It was like, let me do all of my cheat days for the year this week or whatever. <laughs> so it has thankfully worked um, and continues to work now. Even this year, I just kind of released a, a daily diet soda that I would have with lunch. Um, because for me, um, it was something that I felt like I looked forward to too much and I really wanted that and needed that. And, 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 um, and so now, maybe once or so a week, I'll pick up one and, and have it. And so it's not perfect, but I figure if there are three meals a day times seven days, we have 21 meals. If I eat, you know, 18 or 19 or 20 of them um, the way I really like to do, that's like 90%, which is much better than where it was when I came in. Um, but for me, it felt like it was um, an unnecessary, there was no nutritional value for me, and it was um, something that I tied more of, a, more of a meaning to than just something to drink. And so, um, so thankfully, I've received the grace to be able to let that go. Um, I remember, so we kind of set that abstinence. Um, I would call every morning and, and commit my food, and um, uh, we would do the AEIOU thing, which, um, you know, I talk about my abstinence, talk about any kind of exercise plans I had, what I was doing for others, um, you know, kind of if I had any kind of God shots throughout the day, things like that. Um, and, uh, yeah, I remember one of the times I went into the grocery store, um, and I had 
the binging became less frequent so the first, over the first couple months. And then you know, it was like once a week, and then it was once every two weeks. And I remember I once went into the grocery store, and I was kind of filling up my basket, and I was having all of these binge foods in there. And then I thought, oh, you know, I should really get my, my real food, my regular food for the week. So I thought, well, let's put in some of this stuff. And there wasn't just room in the basket for all of these binge foods and all of these you know, healthier options that would kind of be my breakfast, lunch, and dinner during the weekdays. You know? um, and so something, again, had the, gave me the grace to just remove some of these binge foods. And, hey, make room for, for this stuff in here. And all these things, they just seemed like little miracles to me. They really did. Um, uh, but yeah, after about two months then, so in, in May of 2013, um, I really just had kind of my first day of abstinence, I think. Like, um, I don't remember even how it was set or if I didn't even, you know, I think it actually even came like maybe a month later when I was like, oh, you know what? For the last month, I've been doing this. So I guess I've been abstinence for, abstinent for a month at that point. Um, and anyway, so since then, almost um, you know, nine and a half years of, um, like I said, every day, um, it, it has been um, at least three meals and no more than three additional snacks. And um, as I said, there are plenty of days where it gets um, like, oh, that was too big of a snack, or oh man, that was really not the healthiest option to make. But at the end of the day, I can carry on and say, well, at least I was abstinent, and the next day um, can start all over again. Um, so coming into program, um, I really I, I latched on to it because I felt like there wasn't much else going on um, that had worked for me or even in my life. It felt so small, um, which obviously it was very small because my whole day was spent obsessing about food, thinking about what I ate, thinking about what I was going to eat, regretting what I ate, um, thinking about how much exercise I had to do to get rid of that food. Um, oh shoot, I didn't do enough exercise, I got to make up for that. It was, it was just, a, it's, it's hard to have room in my life for anything like that. Um, for anything else when, when my life is like that. And I, um, I would say, um, oh, well, you know, I eat because I'm depressed because I have a terrible job. Um, I don't have any relationship with, with a significant other. Um, you know, all kinds of reasons why I ate. And over the last nine or 10 years, as I've not eaten that way, um, suddenly I've gotten a better job and I'm in a healthy relationship. And so I, I totally had it reversed in my mind. Um, but anyway, so over those first few months and even years, um, I was attending meetings regularly. I think I would do um, at least four. So I would do a couple on Sunday. I know I did one on Saturday mornings before I'd go for a run. I would do um, a, a small artist meeting in, in, on Wednesday nights. And I would take commitments at all of those. My first commitment was here at this meeting um, with Arlene. She would um, have me do coffee. Um, and. Um, let's see, so I did all those, I did secretary commitments and treasurer and, you know, all these kind of commitments at meetings. Um, I used all the tools, which, um, I don't know if they're written down in here, but um, I can remember some of them and still, still use them. Um, to this day, I still write. I do journaling once a week for an hour. I just set a timer and kind of free write. Um, the phone was a big one for me. I had a list of names that I would kind of collect over for meetings, and I would just reach out to them. I'd be stuck in traffic for an hour on the way coming home. and. Um, so I would just reach out and, and call those call those numbers, um, and I will say that there's a couple things that I've always done in this program. Um, I've always returned every outreach call I've gotten, um, as far as I know. Um, uh, a lot of times you just get a, a voicemail back, um, but uh, that's one thing I think I've been very good at to, still to this day. And the other thing was that I never walked out of these rooms um, and, and said goodbye forever. You know, um, I might have even thought it or said it, but then within a couple of weeks I was probably back in here. Um, or online at a, at a, at a meeting. Um, and, and to this day, I'll, I'll never, I, I won't walk out of this room today and be like, well, 
that was my last meeting. I'm done, and I've done it. I've you know. Um, so that I don't know if that day will ever come. I don't know if it'll you know gradually get to that point. But um, but it hasn't, and, and to this day, I I I don't know. I'll, I'll walk out and say, well, that was this meeting. I don't know when my next one will be because I do have to say now too that um, uh, my time commitment to this program is not as strong as it was when I, when I came in, and that's what works for me now today. Um, the same thing. I call my sponsor once a week. Um, and uh, that's what works for me, and that's just my story. Um, and, I, and if that doesn't continue to work, then I hope that I have the um, I receive the grace again to take a take a bigger commitment. But thankfully today, um, I do um, have a much different life. Today, um, on a Sunday, I woke up I think without an alarm, but probably before seven. Um, I do a meditation every day for like five, actually six minutes. I don't know why I pick six minutes of timer on my phone, but I just set my timer and I. You know, I do the things, I do some gratitude, I'll think about, you know, how can I help others today and, and try and, and be in touch with God's will. Um, I make the bed every day, I don't tear out of the house, you know. Um, I did a little bit of work for, I just started a new job um, uh, about a month ago. Um, but the employer I left before this, um, I had a, it was a great relationship and it was, um, you know, bittersweet to leave and so I'm still helping them out a little bit on nights a week and they asked me to stay and, and continue to help them a little bit longer for a few weeks while they, um, continue to try and find a replacement. So I did a little bit of work for someone else. And on the way over here, um, my six-year-old niece called and she wanted to talk. And after this, I'm gonna go home and um, I live with, I'm just a few months ago, moved in with my partner of about a year and a half and um, have a really fantastic relationship, a healthy relationship, a totally different kind of relationship for me than I've ever had, a new relationship. Um, and we're gonna spend some time together. And then, hopefully, if there's time after these important things are done, then maybe I'll go to the gym and have a reasonable workout. Um, and we're gonna have a healthy lunch today and things like that. And so this is a huge difference in the way my life is now. And um, this program has been up and down for me over the years to even get to that point. There will still be, I'm sure, in, on the road ahead, things that happen in my life. Maybe I will, um, I've you know, been through unemployment on this program, I've, um, but uh, I will probably have to deal with the passing of parents one day and all the, you know, all the different things potentially a breakup, whoever knows, but, um, and this program has been with me through a lot of those types of things. Um, I have made all kinds of weird choices in this program, even after being abstinent for, um, I can't remember how many years it was, maybe, I don't know, two or three or four years, and then um, was in a relationship with that, well, I'll start smoking again with this person, as if, I mean, that's crazy, that's not like the best, but I kept in this program, and then years, a few years, you know, I don't know how long, was it maybe two or three years of doing that, um, I had the grace again to let that go. And so it's not always like the prettiest, perfect, straight line of recovery for me, but it has been, um, it's just something I feel like I need in my life, this program, it's a constant. Um, so those are the tools, I mean, like I said, I use all the, tool, or use all the tools. Um, uh, I read a lot of, um, I read all, you know, the AA material, the OA material, tons of pamphlets. Um, I try to read like a book a month on something. I read a lot of outside material now. Um, it might be, okay, um, let's read a book on your finances this month or on having a healthy relationship or, um, and uh, I feel like I had always intended to do those things. I mean, those books were all on my shelf before, before I got um, abstinent, but, um, but now suddenly I have all this time. Um, I've learned Spanish in this program. I mean, I've traveled so much. I've just done so many things that I always, I used to say, well, I don't know if um, this would have just happened naturally as a result of getting older and you mature and you settle down a bit, or if this happened because of program. But I have to say that I know a lot of people, even my own family, who are older than me, who I don't see doing these things. And I still see repeating these patterns. So I don't think that 
these things would have happened without, uh, without program. Um, and an example of it not still being pretty, I will say that I think last week it was, my, my laptop, the screen broke on it, and I had just had it fixed, I think 10 months ago for like $600. And boy, was I cranky that day, and it was not nice. But I'll tell you what I did. I did not get angry and upset for three weeks instead of um, just that day. Um, I was not nasty to my partner. I was not, even to the company that I called that fixed the screen, um, that said, oh, we only have a 90-day policy. I did not say F you. I said, okay, and only one minute. Oh, man. Um, I used to, couldn't believe how I would fill up five minutes. But um, I'm sure I thought, oh, I've, I'll finish with this, I guess, because I haven't even talked about the steps yet. And I did go through all the 12 steps um, with my sponsor. And I think it took a couple years, and I kind of just trusted him that when he said, okay, you're ready to move on. And I said, yes. And I did them to the best of my ability, and I spent the time on them. And, um, and the reason I did that was because I said, um, well, I can't walk out on, on step three and say, um, I'm, I'm done. I have to give this a full shot. And if I, walk, if I go through all 12 steps and it hasn't worked, then I can walk out and I can say, well, this didn't work. And um, it didn't come to that. So um, I'm really grateful to have been asked to speak today, to be here in this room um, with you guys and everyone online. And again, um, my sponsor for asking me to speak. So thank you guys very much.